Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Happy Friday or whatever day you're listening to this. We have two more Homeric hymns today, the two dedicated to Artemis. And in case you've forgotten, I'm using Susan Shelmerdine's translation. First up, we have hymn nine. This one is nine lines long, which is very tidy from the numbering system. Hymn nine is nine lines. Anyway, um, it's undated, but it does appear to have been written for a festival at Claros. Um, the poem begins with the typical invocation of the muse. And then, poor Artemis, her first epithet listed isn't really about her. It's about her brother. He's the far shooter and she's his sister. Then she's named as the virgin poor of arrows. They're both archers, but we're reminded that she's Apollo's sister before her personal attribute is named. Then we get the section that implies um, that it was written for Claros. She drives her chariot from Meles, a river in Asia Minor through Smyrna, uh, the city where Homer was born, fun fact, to Apollo's temple in Claros. And that's the same route the procession would would take this uh, procession of, of Artemis. So it would go from, from Miles through Smyrna, past her temple there to Apollo's temple in Claros. Um, the poet then says farewell with the typical formula about how this song is finished. And now we'll sing another one. And there isn't a ton more to say about this poem. I do find it frustrating because it is as much about Apollo as it is about Artemis. And yet the long hymn to Apollo completely downplays her. Um, and I know they were most likely written by different people, but I just want Artemis to get more than this. Uh, it, she, she's interesting in her own right without, without always being his twin sister, Apollo's twin sister. And I would like to remind you, she's, she was born first, so she's the oldest. Um, anyway, so, um, so the next, the next poem is longer. Uh, so we'll see if Artemis being overshadowed by Apollo continues. Uh, but we will take a short break first so that we don't spend too long, you know, without, without getting to have a little breather. Hymn 27 is much longer than hymn 9. 22 lines versus the 9 lines we looked at before the break. It has some similarities to the long hymn to Apollo that we covered a few weeks ago. As with all of these poems, the date is not definitive, but this one seems to be from around 585 BCE. The poet begins by invoking the goddess, and she gets a couple of her own epithets before the poet reminds us that she's Apollo's twin sister. Uh, this focuses on her attribute as a nature goddess, um, much more than we saw before. Um, she runs through the mountains and the hills as she hunts, um, and the mountains and the forests and the sea, and all the animals therein tremble before her. Uh, but when she's done hunting, she unstrings her bow and goes to Apollo's temple in Delphi. And there she gets dressed up and dances with the muses and the graces. And, and she's the leader of the dance, just as she is the leader of the hunt. And the muses and the graces sing about how great Apollo and Artemis are and how they are the best of all of the gods. And with that, the poet says farewell. So once again, Artemis is only slightly independent of her brother. 
there is more time spent on just her in this poem than in the previous one. But that, that might just be because there are more lines available because um, it is more than twice as long as, as the previous one. Um, it's interesting because both Hymn 9 and Hymn 27 end at a temple to Apollo, not a temple to Artemis. There were temples to Artemis. We know this. Um, I mean, there's nothing specifically wrong with either of these poems, but they're just disappointing because they don't tell us anything about her the way the long hymn to Apollo really tells us about him. You know, we don't get birth story. We don't get how she wanted to be a virgin goddess. We don't, we don't get any of that. Just, oh, she likes to hunt and she likes to dance, um, which is interesting. Um, you know, we don't normally think of Artemis as a dancer. So that's an interesting thing to, to consider. Um, we generally think of her as the huntress, right? Um, but, you know, it, so like I said, even though these hymns are dedicated to her, she's still, she's still somewhat overshadowed by her younger twin brother, um, so what do you think? Why might that be? And I do have a thought on this, but I'm, I'm curious to see if you've come up with the same thought that I have. Um, which, which of the children of Leto do you prefer? Do you like Apollo or Artemis better? Um, and why? These questions and more are on the blog and the link, as always, is in the show notes. On Monday, we have another tragedy from Euripides, uh, Heraclite. I'll talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.